podcast hosted by jenny moffett and amanda hoshite all right here we are episode number four i know <laughs> i can't feel like it's almost the end of june either or that it's 2022 right um so i don't know where i'm living at right now but <laughs> i think in kirksville missouri that's true that is where i am yeah so here's the thing this episode will actually drop Publish whatever the terms. I'm still learning the whole podcasting terminology thing, but on uh, July 1st. So oh. how crazy! 2022, we're almost you know to Ju- yeah. Just this this year has zoomed by. This this also is the next month. I turn 35, so I'm really feeling like a crux of mid mid crisis here. You're you're okay. It'll be all right. <laughs> I do have a few years, years on you, but to be fair, not, not too many, but it's all good. No, I, you know, when you were, when I was growing up, I'm sure when you were growing up as well, adults would tell you when you were a child, um, cause you know, when you're a kid, like time goes super slow, right? You're like, Oh, this day ends and school year. And then the summers flew by, but like every single school year was this arduously long period of time. And all adults were like, don't worry, it'll speed up as you get older. And I have had people all of my life tell me that, and they're not wrong. Oh my gosh. So I have, uh, getting faster. we have a group of young adults at our core right now. And we were playing a game They were They came over to our house this afternoon and we're playing a game, um, with my children. And they said, Oh, we get, um, we're, we're playing with the next generation. Like how crazy is it that um, I don't really, some of the stuff they're talking about, I don't know because they're in a different generation. And I said, oh, honey, uh, <laughs> it doesn't get any uh, easier. Like it, uh, it's just downhill for you from now. <laughs> just just know that. <laughs> I'm amazed by the change in language. Like words that are shortened, words that changed definitions words that were created brand new out of thin air except that to be fair it happened for us too in our generation right for sure for sure yeah for for sure what yeah for sure right that's i say that all the time what does that even mean for sure yeah what does come on mean like oh come on come on yeah i tried to explain that when i was a missionary exactly if we thought about the join me or no, like, no, well, that's can weird. Mean, it, come on, can mean join me. Like, come yeah. on, let's go. Right. Right. But, but come you on can also, also like, yeah. Like, oh, what are you doing? Like, yeah, like, come on. What? Um, when yeah. I was a missionary in Hungary, I taught English and uh, the students would commonly ask me, like, what does that, what does that phrase mean? We know what this word means and this word means, but when you smash them together, they don't mean what you think they should mean in fact no one knows yeah exactly well that's the beauty of language and we're getting way off topic but that doesn't doesn't matter i love this conversation because i love linguistics but the word get for example in in foreign language dictionaries the word get is multiple pages long i think in a hungarian to english or english to hungarian dictionary get is like 17 pages or something it's just ridiculous because 
get by itself can mean tons of things like, oh, I got that. In context, it means I understood that, right? Or I got it, meaning maybe you got an email or got a package, you received something. Then you add prepositions and it goes through the roof numerically. Get up there, get off of there, get on there, get over there, get by, get... Anyway, it, we actually, I did it as a spider graph on the, on, the, on the screen or on the, they didn't have a screen. This was old school. I had chalkboards, but I had the chalkboard. So you put get in the middle and then you put branch off the spider web, you know, of all the different prepositions. And, and then we wrote down the Hungarian words for all of those things. So I'll tell you this, when you're working with foreigners, sometimes using the longer English word is actually easier because that has one meaning, potentially, sometimes more than that. English is weird that way. Then trying to use these, these, you know, small words with prepositions. Anyway, wow, that was a, that was a fun little rabbit trail, but. That's all good. All good. It is good. Well, we were talking before we got on here about some different things that have been kind of traping through our mind. Is that, is that a word? Traping? Traipsing? I don't know. Traipsing? That's how I know it. Traipsing? Traipsing. I think traipsing. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and, and you brought up this idea of faith. I don't know. You want to, you want to handle, handle that from introduction in, oh my gosh, this is, a, this is just a night. It's good. We doing yes. English. Um, yes. Um, so we're uh, we're recording this at night uh, because I was away at camp, um, and then we had a bout of um, just coughs and such, which we did not want to bother you, lovely listeners, with. So we're doing this at a different time um, than previously. Um, but I just got back. So in my, in my, uh, corner of the world, we just, uh, we're, we're in the throes of camp season and I just got back from my camp, um, which, you know, at the beginning of the year when we're choosing camps, I thought, yeah, outdoor camp is going to be the one for me. I like the outdoors. I, um, I like stuff, you know, survival stuff is my jam, you know, um, I don't really, I learned, I don't care for it when it's 102 degrees outside and uh, you're with um, a gaggle of unwashed tweens. This is uh, what I've learned about myself, um, that the best laid plans. Uh, But (laughs) um, talking about how, how do you describe the simplicity and the complexity of faith um, to a, you know, gaggle of unwashed preteens? Uh, um, but how the gospel, the good, the good gospel is one that is made to be understood. Some, sometimes in weird corners of Christianity, you get these unlocking the mysteries of the Bible kind of, uh, hidden code stuff. Um, in my humble opinion, it's garbage. There is, the Bible was written to be understood. It was written to um to share about our creator mm-hmm. and to share the stories of how our creator worked through other people and by vicariously can work through us right um and there isn't an, a double entendre there <laughs> in <laughs> in my in my opinion and uh 
And so here I am, I'm out um, with other leaders. It's blazing hot outside. We have these impressionable, wonderful youth. Um, and talking about English language, I learned uh, several different new words into my vocabulary I did not know before. Couldn't even Google it because I'm in the wilderness. Um, <laughs> but I said, if I never hear the word bra again, like I will be a happy camper but that just means i'm old now and i'm i think at 35 i'm allowed to say that i'm don't care for your young people language i think some would argue that 35 is not old but anyway let's well, moving on old enough okay i decided it was old enough to not sleep on the ground and i got myself a cot as a birthday present to myself so i, I said i reached a pinnacle <laughs> where i'm gonna um so there's this one this one camper um, who was really new. He had kind of just gotten signed up at the last minute. Um, I'm not going to go too much into the story, but his whole life recently has been upside down. He's in a new place, new area, thrown into camp, thrown into our camp. Um, and gosh, this young man was so squirrely and um, jumping all over the place, jumping from thing to thing, and really jumping from that crux of, I want you to like me and I don't care what you think. So if you've been around preteens, like that shouldn't be anything new to you. Um, but he just was so combative to everything that we would say. So we're trying to teach class and we're trying to equate uh, the, the theme was ignite, ignite your faith. And so we're doing a lot of stuff with fire. So I'm teaching fire building, right? Ignite your faith. What are the tools that you need for fire? You need oxygen, you need fuel, you need heat. Well, your spiritual life is the same way. And he was like, that's dumb, you know? <laughs> I was like, can I just finish my sentence, man? Um, I mean, he was competitive on everything. He's just pretty much like, well, I don't, I don't really like Jesus. I think the devil's way better because the devil lets you do whatever you want. Okay, right? So then we're trying to unpack that. Like, okay, yeah, Satanism is pretty much that, complete hedonism, right? Living for the flesh, living for the self. Um, but does that really work out in our favor, right? A fire left with everything that it wants um doesn't end well no for the people um or things right. um around it and uh and our lives are 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 the same but kind of this simplicity of faith that you know what we don't have to know everything except for that there's a god who's bigger than us yep. and has set up parameters for our good yep. and that all that faith is is just believing that god is who he says he is and is going to do what he says he's going to do. Yeah. Right. Simple. Now how we live that out way complicated. And um, the problem with sometimes modern Christianity is when we stop focusing on Jesus and start focusing how they on how other people aren't measuring up different topic for a different day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but at the end of this camp, um, we've been going back and forth with this, with this kid and I'm pulling out like every punch that I know. Um, every like, you know, kind of illustration or thing, you know, for this kid, like, and he's just bouncing it all back to me, just brick wall, brick wall, brick wall, you know, and at the end, you know, we're, we're getting ready to go home. And I said, what did you think about all this kind of stuff? You know, even though I pretty much thought I knew what he thought of all this stuff, because he was quite vocal. But I said, what do you, what do you think? You know, about all the stuff we talked about, about, he was like, it's all right. I said, no, what do you really think? And he said, well, I don't know what to think, but 
I think maybe there might be something out there that loves me. I was like, I, I, you know, I was trying to be cool because I don't want to like look foolish in front of the preteen. So I'm like, cool, man. But inside I'm like, ha ha, yes. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> something got through. Something got, I mean, and even if it, you know, then he made some fart jokes later. So, you know, what, what, you know, <laughs> it's, but I'm thinking about that, that, that the Holy Spirit really does meet me where we are and thinking about this thing of fire and how all fires have to start small. All fires of faith have to start small. You cannot put a match to a log. Like it doesn't work. Right. It won't work. You have to put kindling first, right? You have to have a small spark and a small thing to light it on fire. And then when that's going, then you add more and add more and add more. And I think our faith is like that. I think about Jesus talking about a childlike faith. And I think it's, it's, it's one of those, we don't have to be these huge burning forests for God. I mean, that's great when that happens, right? But we, we can't all be forest fires. Like, um, and then that's okay. Um, because it's not our story. Yeah. Right. It's God's story. We play the role that we play. That was a lot. I'm just said, like, I've been unpacking it and I haven't had much sleep, but kind of being okay with, with the small. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and this young boy, if the small for him is just thinking maybe a creature or a deity or a something out there in the universe, maybe could love me. And that's where he is. Um, rejoicing yeah in that yep well as you talk about fire being kind of an analogy i was thinking um you know from scripture where it talks about planting the seed Mm. Uh, paul talks about that and how in all of the different pieces of watering the seed i always felt like uh when i was a missionary in in hungary i often felt like i wasn't even planting seeds yet i was trying to get rocks out of the dang field <laughs> and sometimes <coughs> excuse me so i do have an upper respiratory infection which is why we did wait and i was hoping that my cough would be better it, it's marginally better but anyway so if i start going off that's why but but as i was thinking about you know with him maybe some of your job was to get some of the rocks out of the way yeah that's good yeah you know, and and opening him up to the possibility of something more. And that is the, the glorious thing about God's God is so patient. Mm, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, we're not patient, uh, as human beings, not even a little bit. Uh, we, we live in a very fast paced instant oatmeal. I mean, when was the last time you waited even 10 whole seconds for a web page to load? And I oh, remember almost yeah, like a millennial. <laughs> Huh? That's when I feel most like a millennial is when I have bad internet. Right? When you're, when you're, just, come on, load already. You know, I remember having dial up internet uh, at my uncle's house. We we're the, uh, to my knowledge, we were the first ones to have dial up internet in this community. And you'd click on something and you'd go watch a sitcom, the entire sitcom, and you'd come back and the page might be loaded. And then you realize, oh, shoot, I clicked on the wrong thing. And so you'd have to hit the back button and go watch another sitcom. Anyway, why do I bring that up? Well, because we, because our patience might be lacking, but God has, has patience to work with us. And, and I appreciate the story of the, of your little camper 
I say little, I don't know if he's a little, you can be pretty tall at 14 at this point or 13 or 12, or I don't know, but I think we're about the same height actually, which I'm not tall. So True. <laughs> I don't know what that matters. Isn't, I mean, that's one of the, one of the great things about camp ministry in general is you get kids outside of their environment into this new place with new people um, and be able to introduce them to things that they might not be open to um, in another way. So that's awesome. Yeah. And I, and I went in with the idea that I wasn't going to complain. So I could, I could be a complainer. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but I, I made the thing that I'm not, I'm not going to complain. I already know what's going to be hot. I already know that I have a mosquito allergy. Um, I didn't realize the severity until I got back and my doctor was like, what happened to your body? Um, <laughs> I didn't even know you could be, anybody could be allergic to mosquito bites. Any other, uh, oh gosh, Skeeter syndrome, which I think has been the funniest name in the whole world. Um, but I thought everyone like just got huge hives from a mosquito, but apparently that's not a thing. So you lucky ducks out there that don't have that. Congratulations. Um, but I said, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna whine. I'm not gonna complain. Um, and I'm going to lead by example and man, I got tested. I got, I got blister, sun blisters, um, and 17 tick bites and yeah. And, uh, you know, 30% of my body covered in hives right now. Um, and I'm also allergic to grass, which was, they had cut the field six feet tall of grass and just left the dead grass everywhere. So like woke up like wheezing and dying every day. But, um, I said, I am going to, I'm going to make, I'm going to make a choice to find the blessing. Yeah. Right. Cause I said, I could have went out there and been like, I'm hot. I don't want to do this. I'm just the cranky old officer now at camp and I don't want to be here. And these kids are loud. And if I hear one more fart joke and if I hear one more bra, I'm just going to freak out. And these kids don't want to be outside and blah, blah, blah. But I said, no, I'm going to look for, I'm going to look for those moments and God delivered. Right. Because he is patient and he works gosh, he works in the messy parts. And I think that's where he shines the most in the, Mm -hmm. and the part of it, this, this kid who was, who was really trying to give me a lot of grief. Um, really, well, I really think he actually was just testing, you know, boundaries. Um, Absolutely. Yep. Um, and thinking, will these people care about who I am if I'm this kind of a person? Um, but the Holy Spirit, really, he just gave me a piece about it. Yeah. Right. And I think about all those times. Well, I was that kid for one. So that also helps. But he gives, but he just gave me the eye, the, these eyes to just see this boy, you know, who God loves yeah. so deeply. And this entire boy's life had been shifted around, you know, in the, in the past couple of weeks, but for God's glory to bring him there, to bring him. Yeah. even one millisecond closer to him. Yeah. And, and it really just made me think that God does work through good, through horrible things. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Really, really does. I mean, there's probably so many people who can attest to that, but what is faith? Faith, I think is just walking through those kind of moments when God is turning those things and saying, okay, I don't know what this is. I don't know where this trail is going i don't know what this thing is doing um but i'm just gonna be okay because i'm with you yeah um and i'm gonna be okay with whoever's here and whatever we're doing and how many tick bites i get i'm gonna be okay with it because i know that you're doing something for your good Mm -hmm. and then he does 
He does. And then we can talk about it, right? <laughs> I think that's what most of church is. <laughs> I, it is just telling, sharing each other, sharing with each other about what God is doing in our life and working in us and through us. And, and faith really gets, as you step along the journey, especially if you're willing to, to kind of step out in faith where you kind of take a chance, maybe, um, one of my first, I don't even call, I don't even want to call it a test of faith, but like kind of a, a solidifying of faith maybe, or, um, a confirmation of faith. I don't know. That's not even right. But so when I was, I became a Christian at 19, we've shared, I've shared that story. I felt called to be a missionary. And so I got done with college and it was like a week before graduation and I didn't know what I was going to do. So I started looking for jobs to apply for. Yes. It was a week before graduation. Probably should have been doing that before then, but I am a last minute person. I tend to procrastinate. People who know me will confirm those words. Um, And I ended up getting an email from a friend who they were looking for missionaries to go to Eastern, well, go all over the world, but specifically to Eastern and uh, Eastern Europe, Eastern and Central Europe. And I thought, you know, this would be, this would be really good um, probably for next year, because I thought it was going to be way too late. This was like the end of May you know, missionaries were going out in August. I figured it was too late to sign on to that year. And so I, I said, well, it, might as well put my application in. Even if I get in for next year, I just got to find a job for a year. So I also applied to be a Latin teacher in the Rochester, Minnesota school district. So think about my life, how different that would have been had I been a Latin teacher in a high school instead of, anyway, but that's another deal. Sometimes I like to play the what if, like what if, it would have gone this way instead of that way. Right. But, uh, so I applied to be a missionary and the guy who saw my, my application come through, came through, it called me like, as soon as he opened the email and was like, can you get down to St. Louis like on Tuesday? And this was like Thursday. I was graduating on Sunday as no, I can't. I'm just graduating. I got to move back home. Like all of these different things. And he said, well, we need to do an interview because I want you to, I want you to go this year. And I said, oh, okay. Um, Let's do an interview then. (coughs) And so I did. And then it ended up um, going down to St. Louis uh, to do two weeks of training. That's, that's the extent of training to be a missionary overseas uh, with this program that I was on. One of the weeks was all just about the history of the Lutheran church, which I thought was kind of odd. But then the second week was how to be a teacher because our job as a missionary overseas was to teach English at a high school. And so for those of us who didn't have any teaching knowledge at all, um, it was to try to get you some so that you didn't. Anyway, that's another story for another day. I'd love to unpack that on this, this podcast too. But I get home and my dad is like, like, what the heck? How are you going to make this happen? How are you going to get over there? Because you had to provide your flight over there. And then whatever money um, you needed that you thought above and beyond what your base salary as the, as the teacher was. And I said, dad, I don't, I'm not going to worry about it. God's, God's called me to this. He's going to take care of it. And he, we didn't see eye to eye with that. I go to the church now caveat this a little bit, the church I had grown up in church, I got confirmed in 
um, I'd gone back when I became a Christian to that church. They were contemplating closing. Um, just there wasn't, <coughs> excuse me, a, a great deal of membership. Um, they're also having a pastor shortage. And so they were contemplating closing their doors. And so my dad was like, I, they're not going to want to give you money. They're going to close. Like they, it's not how this is going to work. I said, dad, don't worry. God's got this. It's fine. I, I trust God's got this. He's going to provide. So I go to the, go to the board meeting with this church. And I said, Hey guys, this is, this is what's happening. I need, I need, um, it was about $2,000 for the ticket round trip ticket. And it'd be nice if I could have like $50 a month in spending money. That's it. It wasn't a huge ask, right? It was, you know, it's a lot of money for back when it was what, 2002, but it wasn't tens of thousands of dollars. And the board talked it over and they actually gave me a check for, I think $5,000. So covered everything. Wow. And the women's mission league actually uh, voted to pay my student loans every month while I was a missionary. What? Yeah. So I'll tell you what, if you know, that was one of those, like, again, that, that solidifying bit of, I trusted in God. He came through as he said he was going to, he called me to it. He was going to make it, make sure I could do it. And it helps to kind of make that step of faith to make the next one. Right. And we talked about that last week, how Abraham had those confirmations as he walked his journey. Yep. Little steps to big steps. And God does the same thing. Little flames to big flames. Yep. All coming together. There we go. It's like we, it's like we planned this or something. We didn't. Yeah, we, didn't. we just <laughs> we fell into that one. That was great. We're not, we're not the, the group that plans things. <laughs> no, no. We are the fly by the seat of our pants group. We are the. Faith, right? Have, what? But it takes faith to do that though. Yeah, it does. It does take. And, and slight insanity. What? That's okay. A little bit. A little bit. <sighs> Such a good conversation tonight. Um, yeah. Anything else? Um, oh gosh, probably <laughs> as the, as the thought circle, uh, through, um, but yeah, what, yeah, just, just for all you, you cool, uh, listeners out there, what, what's some things in your life that ever taken small steps, right? That, that moved in, where, where do I jump back? <laughs> I love the look on your face. It's all good. It's all good. You're, you're asking folks, sorry, we had a technical interruption uh, about faith. Like where has, have people seen God kind of bringing them to the next step? Yeah. And I think one of the greatest encouragements in faith is to hearing is hearing other people's stories, right? That's why we have scripture, I think, um, or a great tool that scripture is. Um, but where, where have you seen your, your faith grow? little because it's a gradual product right it's it's a marathon not a sprint right um and we're impatient people and i think sometimes we try to do and be more than the season that we're in yeah and it leads to either burnout or it leads to hypocrisy mm. and uh again different topic for a different day but right. um we don't want to do either of those things yeah um and 
even a small match, right, can light a whole room. So it, I'm not talking about don't burn as bright as you can, but I'm just talking about it's okay if you're if your season is small. Yeah, and absolutely. And, and, uh, and it's okay if the people around you are. Yep. And it's okay if the fruit isn't huge, you know? I could have said the testimony is that every one of those kids gave their life to the Christ around the fire, and that would have been amazing. But it was also amazing for this just one kid to think right. maybe them something loves him. And um, and I think that's that's just as important in rejoicing to God. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. So I rejo- rejoice in the Lord always. Oh, oh, I, I, I shouldn't sing. Thing. It's so bad. I thought we were doing a thing. I, I can't sing well right <laughs> now. Generally, in, in general, I can't sing well, but especially right now with my oh. My throat is on fire from this respiratory infection. So if we sound off, friends, it's because, well, we are off, but also I, because we're both hacking and coughing. Well, and, I hyped up on Dayquil and. Uh, yeah, I don't even know. I had a, a prescription I, of something they gave me. It's for this coughing just, thing. Are you just taking pills you find randomly in your house? Because that's not safe. No, 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 no. I'm not doing that. It's it's a lawfully prescribed cough suppressant medicine but i'm also on mucinex and dayquil and nyquil alternating (laughs) based on the time of day i have not yet taken the nyquil because i did not want to half fall asleep during this podcast because although that would have been hilarious although i run the recording on my end so i didn't know my friend uh, at this camp gave me a benadryl due to my hives and grass and i learned um i can't take benadryl i was like half drooling in my chair falling over like it was oh lord it was rough yeah, yeah, Benadryl will do that to you. <laughs> well, Especially if you've never had it. Yeah, I've never. Good times, good times. The Lord still works in and in and through my He does. Drugged he's, up he's and uh, and hot mess self. Good heavens. Sometime <laughs> I'll have to tell you my my first my first experience with NyQuil. Anyway. <laughs> Someday. Someday. Someday, not now maybe later. This is going to be a really long episode, but oh darn, people will just have to suffer through us talking for an extra long period of time. Anyway, appreciate you, you, Jenny. I I appreciate you, Amanda. And hey, we appreciate all you folks who are listening. If you have comments, questions, queries, uh, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. And I guess that we'll catch you next time. As I conclude every time, be a blessing because God blesses us to do just that. I didn't, I screwed that up. I totally didn't say it the right way, the way I usually do. But anyway, God blesses us so we can be a blessing to others. There you go. You got it. Awesome. All right, friends. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.